I dedicate this first episode to Molly, our four-legged little family member that we lost recently. She came into our lives right before the accident when everything took a complete U-turn. Thank you very much, Molly, for everything. We love you and miss you very much. And now, welcome to Breaking Out the Bariatric Journey. Every day I wondered, how much more of this can I take? Then it hit me. It never gets old how people can just think they can always just say something about your weight. Always. Like I have no idea. Like it's not something I'm working on. Like it's not something that I'm aware of. You're really on track to be diabetic within five to 10 years. Your bad cholesterol and your inflammation, both of those are elevated which puts you at very, very high risk for heart disease. But fat, that's what made me ashamed. That's the word that resonated with me. That's the word in the moment that was synonymous with embarrassment. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better, You're than, better that. than that. Now Rebecca's lost over 100 pounds. Yay! He lost 140 pounds in just four months. Let's bring out Edwin now. The journey is self-acceptance and self-love. I'm out here and I'm myself and I'm not going to be anybody else. Now for this first episode, it will be an introductory of me to all of you. And I'd like to just tell you my story and about how the whole idea came about for me to lose weight finally and do this surgery. Uh, basically, uh, as far as contemplating the idea as of why I considered it, well, the few problems I was starting to have, uh, my knees were carrying a lot of weight and they were hurting all the time. I had high blood pressure, I was borderline diabetes, I was sweating all the time. I couldn't even tie my shoes without sweating. And it even hurt the shower. I couldn't reach around my body to shower in certain areas. Just to dry became a task. I had bad sleep apnea and I always felt like I had no energy. Now, I could never find clothes that I wanted because 
nothing fit me so it wasn't a matter of choice it was a matter of what fit and I also got discriminated against a lot from very mean people in my life from when I did gain the weight people who had no conscience also because of a bad accident that I had I ended up using a scooter for a while but people at theme parks or anywhere public figured I was in a scooter because of being so heavy so I had to put also up with that rudeness and rolling of the eyes and the look of disgust from certain people and it would just get extremely depressing for me and uh, I had no self-esteem nor ambition at that point. So basically on my first attempt to do this, I failed. I didn't go through with it. So what happened? I went through the classes. I tried to lose the weight required, but I didn't because it felt impossible at the time. I uh, felt I couldn't do it on my own. And I ended up backing out because I got very intimidated and scared of the initial surgery and how much it would alter my life. But I was ready for that altercation, so I thought, and it looks like I wasn't at that time, so I backed out. Only to later feel a lot of regret and feeling very disappointed in myself for quitting like that. So at that point, the only solution to feeling anywhere near remotely better was to jump right back on that horse again. So I did. But it took a couple of years for that to happen, which in turn, I only ended up gaining more weight and made it even harder for me to lose the weight. So it would have probably been easier had I had done it the first time before the accident happened. So the world changed after the accident, which was in 2014. I was putting gas in my motorcycle at a 7-Eleven gas station, and as I sat on my bike holding it up with both legs stretched out, I was putting my gloves back on, and as I was about to take off, I noticed an elderly couple standing about 10 feet in front of me. So I took my time to give them time to move. So as I waited there, I heard a loud crash to my left. And then when I looked, all I saw was hood coming at me. So it was a large white car that had lost control from hitting another car at the intersection. Now that driver had veered to the right going about 50 miles an hour or so and came straight at me and hit me on my left side. And it smashed into me at about 40 miles an hour. And this is what they figured according to the video that they got. And um, my leg was demolished to the point where I was bleeding to death now. 
Long story short, because this is not about my accident after all, I just want to get you to understand the premise before my decision to try bariatric surgery again. Uh, it took three major surgeries and a whole year for me to start walking again. Now, in the meantime, I was gaining more weight from not being able to move around. So after all the physical therapy and not needing the walker and resulting me being in a scooter and using a cane, this was how it was for a while. Then I realized my health was not getting any better and I was still getting heavier. And my wife and kids were very concerned that I might not be around for them and my grandsons growing up. So I faced my own mortality one night and decided that it was obvious I have hit a dead end. And not only have I hit a dead end, I was sinking into the ground in this dead end. So that was it. I had to change my life now. So I went back again and I retook the classes only this time with a driven goal to accomplish the weight loss to the fullest extent of what the surgery has to offer. Now the classes were long and very informative but they were also difficult to meet expectations of the instructor especially since we got weighed in for the beginning of every course. So I started avoiding carbs and soda and I began walking every day. I came down to the weight that was required of me and finally my surgery was approved. So there is a timeline of bariatric surgery that I wanted to talk to you guys about. The bariatric surgery goes hand in hand with a series of healthy lifestyle changes that patients must make if they want to lose the weight successfully. And this is in the healthiest possible manner following surgery. Now keep in mind guys, I'm a blue collar guy, okay? I'm not a medical expert, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm none of that, okay? I'm just a regular guy that decided to do this podcast and share my experience with others who have not gone through it yet and also have other people share their experiences who have gone through it and share their experiences with you who has not gone through it. So, you know, back and forth. And then as every episode goes by, we'll be learning more and more of what happens during and what happens after and how to maintain it. This is all going to be coming forth with all the episodes. So there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to break it down little by little per episode. Now, the way this timeline works, in many cases, the candidates for bariatric surgery, they say they must start preparing for this surgery up to about a year beforehand. Um, now, eligible patients, they must have attempted to lose the weight using alternative methods such as diet. And there's also exercise and there's also other types of weight loss programs out there. But in fact, most patients will meet with various healthcare professionals such as psychologists, there's dietitians. And there's also fitness trainers before undergoing surgery. This is to verify that the procedure is ideal for them, number one. So you want to make sure you attend a free life seminar at a hospital, okay, that you're going to or a hospital that offers the program. 
uh, or a bariatric clinic. And this way you can learn more about weight loss surgery. And then you can also ask your primary doctor for a referral to an accredited bariatric surgery clinic, unless the hospital itself does it. You also want to attend all required classes and meetings associated with bariatric surgery and weight loss. Believe me, you do. And exercise between three and five times per week with about 30 minutes, more or less, you know, or per your doctor's recommendations. You also want to introduce more healthy foods to your diet, such as fruits, vegetables, lean meats, and there's nuts, seeds, whole grains, low-fat dairy, and fish and stuff. So make sure you include that. Now, when you're around two or four months prior to surgery, you want to make sure that you're setting a date for your bariatric surgery with your bariatric surgeon. You want to make sure you take care of that. Okay, don't forget, you want to undergo all required examinations and tests prior to the surgery. And you also want to make arrangements with your employer. Make sure you make arrangements with those employers because you want to make sure that you can get the time off for your surgery and recovery. And remember, you got to continue to exercise regularly. Otherwise, you're not going to lose the weight. And you need to lose that before getting the surgery most of the time. Now, you want to also start eating like you would after the surgery. You might as well. For example, start eating healthy foods, eat smaller portion sizes, and make sure you chew that food thoroughly, guys. It's very important to remember that, okay? Now, once you're around four to six weeks prior to surgery, you're then going to meet with your bariatric surgeon, okay? And this way, he's going to review all the results from all medical tests and evaluations. So when you're at the one to two week prior to surgery, on the timeline, you want to follow your bariatric surgeon's pre-operative instructions to prepare for that surgery. So you want to make sure also to continue to focus on eating your healthy foods and exercising regularly, okay? Don't forget, you also want about uh, two to three days prior to your surgery, you want to bring any other questions or concerns about the surgery to your bariatric surgeon and your nutritional team. And right about now, you want to stock your home with post-surgical foods such as liquids, pureed foods, also soft foods as recommended by your bariatric team. Then once you're at your 24 hours prior to surgery, this is when you want to stick to and follow your bariatric surgeon's pre-operative instructions to ensure that you have a safe and very successful surgery. Now, here it is, drum roll, the day of the weight loss surgery. And this is when you want to attend your appointment and bring all required items with you as directed by your bariatric team. That includes all medications, all necessary paperwork, and a change of clothing, etc. Don't forget this stuff, folks. Now, there will be a follow-up visit after the surgery. Okay, you want to make sure you attend all follow-up appointments with your bariatric surgeon. Okay, this way your healing process and he could diet and monitor and assess if you have any problems, okay? You want to make sure you do that. You may be required also to visit the clinic frequently throughout the first mm, six months or so. And that's to go over all nutrition, psychological, and fitness evaluations also with your bariatric team. And that's pretty much it, folks. That's the uh, timeline uh, before surgery. You know, it's a pretty much almost a year beforehand. And always remember, guys, always, always consult your physician before making any changes to any medical treatments that you might be getting, okay? Very, very important.
I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real and facts so now I want to go over some weight loss facts with you and debunk some common myths so the first myth I'd like to go over with you is only people who have hundreds of pounds to lose qualify for weight loss surgery you know many people think it's only for those who could be on my 600 pound life when in reality you may be a candidate if you have had a body mass of BMI of 35 and one or more weight-related health conditions such as type 2 diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, obstructive sleep apnea, fatty liver disease, or severe arthritis. Now, if your BMI is more than 40, you may qualify based on your weight alone. So myth number two, there's only one type of bariatric surgery. So the fact on that is the most common ones are with the abbreviations LSG, which stand for laparoscopic sleeve gastrectomy. And then there's also in abbreviations LRYGB, which stands for laparoscopic ruse in Y gastric bypass. Now, if you have LSG, okay, approximately 75% of your stomach is removed. So you're left with about a small sleeve of a stomach restricting the amount of food that you're able to consume. Now, the procedure, which is non-reversible, okay, so it also prompts hormonal changes that assist with weight loss. This procedure tends to lead to an average weight loss of about 50% of excess weight. Then there's LRYGB, which is a more involved procedure that entails several steps. Uh, first involves dividing the stomach, so you're left with a small egg-sized pouch, which limits the amount of food you can eat. The uh, second step involves attaching the pouch to a different part of the small intestines to bypass some of the normal digestive process. So because the food skips part of the intestine, fewer calories are absorbed. Now gastric bypass does tend to result in about 60 to 80% of excess weight loss. And for myth number three, this is the one that always gets me, where weight loss surgery is for people who don't want to do the hard work of diet and exercise. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, this was not the easiest thing for me to do. This was one of the hardest things ever for me to do. Now, on fact, the average patient who opts for bariatric surgery has tried an average of about 22 different diets and exercise programs first. 
So that means the patient also needs to meet specific medical criteria in order to be considered for the surgery. So this is not for someone who has trouble losing those last 10 pounds. Plus, in addition to undergoing physical tests and psychological and nutritional counseling before qualifying for the procedure, people who have surgery also have to make significant changes to their diet and exercise regimens post-procedure, which is why it is important to educate yourself about all the bariatric surgery entails. So weight loss surgery limits the amount of food that you can eat in one sitting and it also impacts how your body processes nutrients so you're going to have to learn to eat smaller portions and take your supplements folks because remember the goal with bariatric procedures is to assist patients in making long-term changes so the next myth to debunk is that weight loss surgery always has complications and that recovery is long and painful now i want to say one thing first okay now keep in mind that there are over 40 obesity related comorbidities and surgery has been shown to help resolve or improve almost all 40 of them which means obesity impacts every aspect of your life now the misconception that the chance of dying from the surgery is greater than the risk of having obesity itself now that's simply not true okay because obesity is associated with type 2 diabetes hypertension, sleep apnea, amongst other health problems that carry added risks. So in general, one could say that as body size increases, longevity can decrease. And then as far as recovery goes, well, everyone's different and healing can vary depending on other conditions uh, a patient may have. So recovery from bariatric surgery does involve some changes on how you eat. For example, you'll need to ease back on eating by subsiding on liquids. And also when you do move to solids, you're going to need to get used to eating much smaller portions. And the other thing is, while many people have improved mentally as far as health goes after bariatric surgery, some people can lose hundreds of pounds but still struggle with seeing themselves as their new thinner self. I've had that problem. So another myth is that weight loss surgery is simply a cosmetic procedure that's all about vanity. Well, while a desire to look more attractive may certainly play a role in someone's decision to have bariatric surgery, uh, it's rarely the driving force though. So most people who are good candidates have a very clear reason of why they want to have surgery. Uh, often something major happened in their life like a near-death experience or they look at a child and realize that you can't play with them anymore because of your size. And what's more is most people who have had weight loss surgery see real results and not just what they see in the mirror. And for the last myth, uh, where most people who have weight loss surgery gain all the weight back. Now this is a very common belief, but it's simply not true. Uh, results have vary on individual, but most people who have had bariatric surgery, they're able to keep the majority of the weight off. So the reality is that approximately 50% of patients regain a small amount of weight over a two-year period, but recurrent weight gain generally is about around 5% of their excess body weight. So basically, how much weight can you expect to lose to begin with? Well, it is a variable. Uh, depends on your starting weight, 
how closely you adhere to your lifestyle changes, also your post-surgery and other factors. So according to the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery, weight loss surgery is officially considered successful if a patient loses at least 50% of their body weight. So there you have it. So this one's from me to you folks. Always remember, weight loss surgery isn't an alternative to diet and exercise, okay? It's an addition to diet and exercise. In fact, good eating habits and regular exercise become even more important after bariatric surgery. Remember that. So in future episodes, we'll be keep going up the levels and peeling more layers off the onion and discussing new topics that are involved with bariatric surgery. So just remember, folks, send me your stories, like I said, and I will be doing a Zoom program down the line also where I will be conducting interviews and other things. So this can get big and it can get really, really involved and be very interactive. So with all that being said, folks, this brings a close to episode one. I'll be looking very forward to seeing all of you on episode two. I leave a closing with you to motivate you to keep pushing forward. I'm your host, George, and this is Breaking Out the Bariatric Journey. find a reason to keep going. And if you can find a reason to keep going, I know you're strong enough to do it because you're human. And every human has what it takes to get past whatever they're going through. If they decide to push through it, push through it. Tragedy and trials come to everybody. Only the strong survive. The fight isn't over. The fight is just beginning. You have the opportunity to show the world what you are really made of.